Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. So this week I have with me a Missouri-based wrestler. He is a pretty awesome guy. I got to see wrestle in person a few months ago at the West Fork show that I went to. You guys heard me kind of talk about that a little bit on here. And uh, so, yeah, I was able to get him on the show and we had some pretty good conversations and I am ready for you guys to hear it. And the guy I'm talking about is Burt Cameron. He is part of the Men With Morals. We'll kind of get into what that is and all that stuff. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear this episode. For those of you who are here just to listen to the Burt Cameron episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. And I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had to punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? (laughs) What? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a Missouri-based wrestler. Um, He is part of the Men with Morals, and I've actually got to see him wrestle in person. Uh, He was at the West Fort show that I went to, and a really entertaining guy. Um, I liked what he was doing so much that this is something I don't usually do. I don't usually buy merch of somebody the first time I see them. But with him, I made the exception, and I bought one of his T-shirts, Y'all have seen me sport it on my social media and everything like that. I'm very happy to have Burt Cameron with me on today. Man, how are you doing today? Uh, I am doing fantastic. And you forgot the introduction. The, the correct term is the American National Light Heavyweight Champion, Burt Cameron. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that heel work comes out sometimes. And uh, hey, I won that thing as a champion or I won that championship, you know, as a heel. And yes. I try to stick to it every time I put that belt around. So, um, <laughs> and that was the first night that we met. It was a good time. It was, uh, that was, a. it was a very entertaining show that we got to go to. And, uh, I hope to get to see you again here really soon. Russell, I know that you've been doing stuff with mid States and a few other places as well. So hopefully we will get to uh, run into each other again. Oh yeah. That's, uh, we've got a lot of stuff for mid States. I know, uh, JJ's actually, giving me bigger text than okay back i get anytime i ask him if i'm going to be on a show this time i got an absolutely so i feel like he's starting to warm up to me that's good yeah that that's a good thing so i do kind of just want to jump into this a little bit and uh kind of get some background on you and how you started in wrestling and stuff like that um so what made you decide to actually get into wrestling uh i just finally met the right people that got Mm -hmm. me in the door um there's a girl I worked with for, I mean, her name's Becky. We worked together for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked side by side. We became pretty close friends. And she actually found out she had a, a long lost brother 
and that he's a professional wrestler and he does training real close to our hometown here in St. Joe. And she's like, you got to go meet him. Like I was the first person she texted and I was like, Oh man, like this can be awesome. Like I got to go meet a wrestler, like completely marking out about it. Like uh-huh. she had clips of him being on WWE and everything else. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. And once I found out he did training stuff, I was like, I, I got to do this. Like, you know, I got to dedicate some time and everything else. And I mean, I just, just kind of ran with it from there and it's all about the opportunity and meeting the right people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like this one was really cool. It kind of, it fell right into your lap. So it almost feels like it was meant to be. And after seeing you in the ring, I would have to say that as well, because you look very natural in the ring. Oh, thank you. So I'm, I'm still working on the wrestling stuff. Of, mm-hmm. I don't have any like collegiate background of, I mean, I've always done sports, but I never did. We didn't have any like actual wrestling. I come from a small town school. We were actually the largest class in our over a decade and okay. we had 40 people in it. So we class of 40, that was our large class. Wow. <laughs> I thought mine was small. So yeah, <laughs> well, we, Hey, it's early for those jokes, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, so, you know, I played football, basketball for a couple of years and then uh, really stuck with track and actually went to college and through javelin. So that was what kept me going for sports wise and staying active. Mm-hmm. And then I've got friends that they coach college ball. Uh, coach McQuillan's a best friend of mine since middle school. Mm-hmm. And like I, I've traveled, go see him, watch his stuff. And we've just stayed together and, you know, constantly push each other to get better at stuff. And it just, you know. That's where like some of the background is for me. If I just take all those sports aspects, I'm like, how can I relate this to wrestling? Like there's a way, you know, I can put this together and make it make sense real easy for me. Right. So where was it exactly that you trained at? Uh, we train up in Osborne, which is just east of St. Joe. Okay. So we're on the Missouri side. Uh, mm-hmm. Niles Planke is our trainer. He's mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, uh, we do so much. He covers everything we need to know on wrestling of, you know, he pushes us to our limits. We do, I've, I've been calling him the twos of everything we're doing. We spend two hours of training and Mm -hmm. usually two hours at night, uh, after training, we eat dinner and we just go over all the psychology of it, of why am I doing this? You know, how can I tell this story and make it make sense and, you know, build up our moves and everything like that, how we're selling everything, take, you know, a big thing, taking our time of just slowing it down and doing it right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, those just sitting around, you know, basically family dinner afterwards and, you know, going over everything and hearing everybody else's opinions of what we think we're, we should be doing, what we're getting better at and then where we can go with it and take this thing off. So that's cool. Uh, it sounds like you'll have a nice collective going on there to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. Oh yeah. And that's, I mean, we all push each other too. We, mm-hmm. we kind of, we can see who's better at certain things. And I know I'm, I try to be real good at, I don't think I'm really the best at anything in our group. So I'm <laughs> always looking at somebody else and I'm like, what can I take from you that, you know, that I can add? And, you know, I, obviously I'm not going to do it the same way they do it, you know, but at least kind of get that mindset of like, all right, like I can take this arm lock and work it this way. And just anything like that, I'm trying to grab from them of character wise. I mean, even though you've seen me, I'm a great character. There's, there's one other guy in our group that he pushes me. Uh, his name's Warren Adams. 
mm-hmm. he's he's been pushing me quite a bit on he's just he's smart he's great with his words and like i sit there all the time i'm like man I, you know one day you'll be as good of a talker as me and he's like i'm already better than you what are you talking about so we go back and forth all the time on that <laughs> would you say he's pretty much like uh your your rival when it comes to uh, what you're doing especially yeah when it comes to the the character work and all that stuff he he is definitely he's there for me of i i try to push myself of i can't take a day off from talking yeah because if i'm ahead of him he's gonna pass me and if he's already ahead of me then i'm gonna fall further behind so it just it keeps me motivated keeps me going that's good it's good to have people like that in in your life that kind of push you to do better it's good to have people who it makes you want to be a better person, you know, and I, I always love kind of surrounding myself with those kind of people because I, I feel that it does make you a better person as a whole. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, you could, is it, it's a moral standard, isn't it? Is that what yes. we're talking about now? So yeah, yeah. those yeah. I, I, I'm learning a thing or two about morals. That's why we got the gimmick. So <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get into that here, here in just a minute about uh, the men with morals, but I uh, wanted to ask right. one last thing about um, what is it like working with uh, Niles Planquet? Oh, it's phenomenal. So just, it's a never ending just session of learning. Mm-hmm. Like we go through, everything you can ask him anything um he was trained by harley race i've been watching a lot of old harley stuff and like i'm sitting there watching i was like ah like i brought it up one day i was like i see where you got that from like harley did something similar to that he he'll just dive right back into it of you know and it kind of rekindles some stuff with him i feel like i know um we brought it up i was like you know taking back rolls and stuff he would he would roll back and just oversell it at the time Mm -hmm. and you're like and it, it kind of looks goofy, but it it worked like for what he was doing. And Niles sitting there, he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to do this deal. He'd get you know hung up in the ropes off of a back roll, and like just lay there." And like he had a match later on that week, and people that went to the show were like, "I was telling him about it," and they're like, "Oh, like Niles did that at that show." I was like, "Man, I I wanted to use that. Like now he's going out and he's." Like he's going out and doing it to a, to a level I can't do. I know, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm learning it, but I'm like, oh man, I'm glad, you know, it just endless knowledge from him yeah. and he's there and we can ask him any question. He'll have an answer for us. And it's just, it's great to have a teacher like that. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Harley race and everything, I remember as a kid, I had two of these old, wrestling figurines and it was the ones where they're completely rubber and they don't move you know and they're pretty much just like statues and i had one of harley race and i had one of george the animal steel and uh loved playing with those things i don't know what happened to them i wish i still had those because i think they'd be worth something now but yeah yeah, harley race man he is uh, anybody who talks about him knows that you know he he had it down. He had the psychology down. He was an amazing worker when it came to wrestling. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we talked about it too, of like with his size of, he was doing stuff that, you know, like I've watched, I know I was watching the uh, Flair and Harley race. They were over in Japan and just mm-hmm. seeing some of the stuff he did. I was like, man, he was over as you could get like, yeah. and he was doing stuff that, you know, and today you might look at it and be like, well, it's kind of goofy and stupid for somebody <laughs> that big doing that stuff. But, like yeah. he was the only one at his time that was willing to go out and kind of make a fool of himself because yeah. I mean, it helps, 
it, it helped everybody else get over and I'm sure he got big paychecks for doing it. So for sure. Um, one thing I noticed in, um, when they do go over to Japan, their styles mm-hmm. are almost completely different. Somebody that I saw a video of recently was Hulk Hogan wrestling in Japan. And his style that he did over there, completely different than anything he did in WWF or uh, WCW. You know, it was very much a technical style and it was very impressive to see. And it's funny how when you get to these other crowds and places and they have that different style. Oh yeah, for sure. And that, I mean, it, it goes to show too, why those guys, you know, they were at the top for a reason. Yes. And I mean, in a small aspect of it, you know, we travel around, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. I've been traveling everywhere from Minneapolis all the way down, you know, to Arkansas. So I'm, I'm covering a lot of States in the early start here of my, my career. And when you go in there, you, you talk to the promoter and you find out what that crowd wants to see. And, you know, you go over what, what they want as the promotion wants. And it's like, okay, like I gotta be able to do that. Like, and you know, that's, comes back to kind of picking everybody's brains that we have in our group at Pony Express. And it's like, man, we, we can do this and we can travel and, you know, we can kind of please everybody of whatever that promotion wants. And Mm -hmm. it's a nice feeling to have that. So, yeah. So now I I do actually want to get into one of the things that we talked about just a second ago. What is men with morals and how did it get started? (laughs) Oh, men with morals. So, yeah, we we started a buddy of mine that we were training came in, came along about the same time, and I think he might have been there. He'd probably been there three to six months before me. And uh, Ernie Elwood is his name is what he picked his name to be. And I'm sitting there, I was like, man, like it's a great name, like just mm-hmm. to go with. He's like, oh, it's my grandpa's, you know, middle names. He's like, I just took it because that's what, you know, and it sounds good. It sounds like, you know, that old school wrestler. I'm like, yeah, it does. Like, you know, we didn't have the men with moral stuff yet. We were just, you know, sitting around eating dinner, talking about names. And I was like, but it, uh, like I sat there and I was like, man, your, your last name's Elwood, which is actually the town I live in right now. And I was like, you can't, you can't do my last. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to pick your hometown as my last name. So that's where Cameron comes from. Okay. So he, uh, he lives out there in Cameron, Missouri. And he mm-hmm. goes, well, what's your first name going to be? I was like, I have no idea. I was like, just no clue. I was like, I'll think of that later. This is, I think I'd only been three months in training at that moment. And I was like, the fact I'm picking a name is, you know, it, to me, it felt early. I was like, I've got a lot more to learn, but I was like, it'll be Cameron. I was like, we'll think of something later. And uh, we keep drinking and eating that night. And he looks over and he goes, you should be Bert. He goes, we could be Burton Ernie. <laughs> I was like, this is gold. Like, and I was leaning towards like almost doing Burt Reynolds type stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I could shave down, you know, to the mustache, but then it comes down to everybody else. There's a couple other guys in our group, Rex Amadeus and Donovan Air have got two of the most beautiful mustaches you could ever imagine. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I can't top that mustache. I was like, so I'm sticking with the beard. We're not going Burt Reynolds now. We'll just go full Sesame Street into this and we'll be Burt and Ernie. And um, which is kind of where the logo comes from. Uh-huh. Uh, makes it universal. Makes it universal. You can wear that thing 
you wear that t-shirt out in the public and people think you're part of a church group or they just question if you actually have morals. Yep. So <laughs> whenever I first saw you come out wearing that shirt and everything, I was like, it, it's a very simplistic logo, but it catches your eye, you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I really like it, you know, and uh, it's kind of sleek and, you know, it's on the white and everything like that. So it's, oh yeah, it, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, starting. It's something that's starting to grow. It seems uh, you post stuff all the time on your Instagram page and stuff of people who are now wearing the men with morals t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of people that haven't posted their pictures to me yet, or like one of them will do it and they bought shirts for their whole family. Like, I mean, um, we went through, so the design, once we got, I, I guess we should go back to how we became men with morals. Yes. If you want to get to that point. So we're at a show Ernie and I are just chilling. We're watching, like we're trying to learn everything we can. Uh, there was a couple of guys we know that were on the show. So we're like, we'll go support them. Like, you know, family helping family. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting there talking. I, I didn't have any cash on me and they were only taking cash at the bar. So I, somehow I ended up with a beer. So I, the guy at the stand just was like, Hey, here you go. Have a beer. Like, it's like, Oh, thank you. Like, this is great. So I, I'm one beer in. And this lady comes up to me. I had my hair down in which, I mean, my hair's nice. I get a lot of compliments on it. And she comes up and she goes, you've got great hair. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's about 10 beers in. And I was like, she, she might be lying to me here. And I was like, I'm, I'm just one beer in. She's like, we got to go hang out later tonight. We should go to the strip club. We go to the bar. Let's go have fun. And I'm like, ah, I, I can't do this tonight. Like I'm, I want to go home and go to bed. Like I got to work tomorrow morning. Like I I've got, I got things I got to do. Like, you know, you give a couple more drinks to me and that answer might've changed, but Uh Ernie looked over at me and he goes, you showed you have morals tonight. He's like, we could be the men with morals. And I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's gold. Like that's a great name. Yeah. So we got, we got Bert and Ernie and the men with morals. And I was like, we can make this into, you know, we, we borrowed some stuff from Sesame street from our younger days of learning, I guess. And uh-huh. we changed up some, uh, I've got some great friends that do uh, design work and stuff like that. And she actually, uh, we put her Instagram right on the t-shirt. Cause I was like, let's advertise. We're advertising for everybody. Right. Which I've got, I've gotten a lot of compliments on that. Like people are sitting there looking at it and they're like, you put your Instagram handle on there. I was like, mine and the designer like yep you know hopefully you know every time we sell a t-shirt it's it's advertising for both of us at that point you don't have to look you know you don't have to go up to the person and say oh like what what's your shirt about you can literally look at it pop in the instagram handles and Mm -hmm. it's going to take you to one of the pages and hopefully get some eyes on it so that's really cool and uh i'm i'm one of those that's very big about advertising and things like that you know obviously with me doing this show i try to find new ways to advertise this as much as possible and uh, one of the things that i did with uh, my t-shirt is i have the qr code on there so that way you know if i'm out in public they can scan that qr code and it goes right to my link tree which goes to all the social media or anywhere that you want to listen to the show and uh, i actually got some yesterday i went to comic-con in uh, northwest arkansas and um, i got to quite a few people were scanning the QR code while I was there and everything. The best thing though, that I think happened with my t-shirt was JBL. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I walked up to his booth 
said hi. He says hi, and then he looks down at my shirt, looks back at me, he says, if you give a dad a podcast, what does that even mean? And so he has the uh, girl sitting next to him that kind of helps out with the day. It's one of the volunteers, and she's like, you know, kind of like the book, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie. So I was like, yeah, you never know what can happen. And I kind of explained my show to him and stuff like that. And I just thought it was a kind of a cool moment because I actually got to talk about my show to JBL, you know, so that oh, was that's an, awesome. It was an interesting moment. He might he'll probably never listen to it or anything, but he knows about if you give a dad a podcast now. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, that's you got to take you got to throw your shots out there when you can. So exactly. I, I'm a firm believer in it. So I've got a good story of shooting a shot on something that I'll share with you later. Okay. So it's it's a good one of just me trying to, I guess, play the politics a little bit in wrestling. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work out for me, but none of my good stories ever do. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it's definitely one that uh, I'll keep with me forever. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. Um, I also, they had Hacksaw Jim Duggan that was there. Um, oh. Yes. He was signing two <laughs> by fours, you know. And uh, I got to talk to him. He was so down to earth. He was so cool to talk to. I, there was nobody in line, so I didn't have to rush or anything like that. And I just stood there, me yeah. and my buddy who went with me, and we just talked to him, you know. And the guy that went with me is not even a wrestling fan. And he was like, that was cool. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was very down to earth. I asked him about the show, you know, I was like, maybe I can get him to come on. And uh, oh. JBL was a little intimidating. So I didn't even ask on that. Yeah. One. But, you know, Hacksaw well, that's- is very chill. Yeah. JBL's he, got his own podcast too, doesn't he? Doesn't he, he do something out there? That yeah, I feel like. Yeah, there's so, so many I mean, of that them that have be... one now. So it's you know everybody's got Jr's got his own. Ric Flair's got his own. You know, every single wrestler pretty much has their own podcast now. So, but when it came to Hacksaw, he was like, uh, "I don't really do podcasts, but you know, thank you for asking me and stuff like that." He said, "I get probably get thirty of those a day." Uh, but I just oh, yeah. don't do podcasts. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. That's, I was saying, I'm, yeah, it, it would be awesome to get. And I don't blame you one bit for asking for it. So it, it would definitely be cool to hit, hit something like that and just get them on the show. For sure. Well, I've, I've developed this saying. Well, it's, I haven't developed it. It's saying it's been around forever, but I've used <laughs> it for myself. You never know unless you ask. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I've gotten lots of people on here that I was like, yeah, they'll never come on here. And yeah, I've talked to all all kinds of people that, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I know uh, this is the first one I've done, so I'm super excited for it. It it means a lot to me to be on it and just to be able to talk and kind of get it out there more of what we're doing of, you know, it's not just me. It's a whole group of us. Right. So. So, yeah, there was one other thing that you mentioned, and I wanted to ask you about that because I see this hashtag a lot with you, and that's the hashtag PXWW. What is that? <laughs> yes. So, so Craig and all of us up here, uh, we do. It's Pony Express Wrestling is technically what our brand is. Um, we don't really do any shows or anything like that, but that's the flag we train under. Mm-hmm. And it started, I want to say it started with Miranda Gordy. And Ernie, her and Ernie used to work out all the time together and they would post their gym selfies, you know, 
mm-hmm. of making their gains and everything like that. And they started out as like just a Wednesday, like a Wednesday afternoon. They tagged it as PXWWW or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I took I took it as a challenge at that point. Like the competitor in me was like, okay, like you guys <laughs> showing that you work out. Like you guys know I work out. They all hate me because I talk about how much I work out. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to certain levels of things. Like I worked out for two years before I even did my tryout. Okay. So I also I broke a toe in that like a couple weeks before my first tryout was supposed to be. Oh, and no. I was like, man, I can't go in with it. I was like, I can't, you know, this is kind of critical. Like I need to be able to stand and everything else. And I was like, I finally got to the point because at one point in time I was 280. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty good sized guy. And I got down to two, 205 for that light heavyweight championship, I guess is what I need to say. So, mm-hmm. um, so we've, we've trimmed down a lot. I'm healthier than I could ever imagine. And they started these posts and I'm like, Okay. I was like, I'm going to run with these. So it's kind of became like a, an unwritten rule of PXW that you got to show that you're in the gym at least once a week. Uh So, and of course I like over the summer, I was taking shots at everybody to kind of challenge them and push them. Like, where are you guys at on this? Like, and I tag them in it and I'd like (laughs) make it special, like make it special to the group. And you know, to that person of like, Hey, I see you out there, you know, you're doing this, but are you doing this to get better? And we try to make sure we post them at least once a week. Um, I know a lot of people sit there. Like, I know I've gotten comments before on my posts. They're like, stop taking selfies and get to work. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I, I take one a week. And I was like, I'm in here five to six times a week. Right. You know, that's, that's a normal re- week for me. I get, I get my workouts in, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, thankfully I got a new job now, so I get a, I don't have to be there till eight. So I got to push back my sleep schedule an hour. I was waking up whenever we started the PXWW stuff. We, I was waking up three forty-five, so Ooh. I could get to the gym. I could get to the gym by four fifteen, uh-huh. and I get all my, I get all my stuff done by six fifteen, and I was able to get home, clean up and then, head to my job. Wow. It's like the, the dedication, like, and that's just, I guess what I try to get out of everybody else. It's like, we're all here. You know, it takes, cause wrestling, it's not just, you know, I could be the most dedicated person there. And then the person that's next to me, if they're not dedicated, you know, there's a risk I get hurt at that point. Mm-hmm. So like, we all need to help each other and we got, you know, we've got to do this and, if you can get bigger, faster, stronger, it's going to help you in the long run right. of what we're doing. And I mean, we, we're all in the gym now. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually got a compliment. We worked at the XWE show, not uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy came over to us. And he goes, where's Craig finding you guys? He's got to be just walking around gyms. Just you come <laughs> here. Like you come here, you can go be a wrestler. We're like, no, we all found him. Like, we just all make sure we get in the gym and we do our work. Right. So, but oh. It's a great time. I'm, I'm starting to build some muscle mass now. Uh, I trimmed down quite a bit and I still need to do a little bit more trimming, but I, I can't be upset with where I'm at. Right. So I've actually started trying to, I'm trying to lose some weight and everything. I've had some uh, things come up with like my blood pressure and stuff. So I'm trying to do better at like eating and things like that. And I've noticed since I've started eating cleaner and stuff like that, I have a lot more energy and oh yeah, 
it's crazy because I, I've actually cut out caffeine completely. And uh, okay, it's been impressive. about, yeah, it's been about two, two and a half weeks, something like that, since I've had any caffeine at all. And the reason why I cut it out was because I started getting really jittery with just any a small amount of caffeine that I was getting. I, I guess I developed like an intolerance to it. But before that, I was doing like a bang every single day, uh, oh, an energy drink, yeah. you know, and I was like, this isn't good. You know, the way I'm feeling right now, I feel like crap. So I've got to make a change. And then my, my blood pressure was uh, having, I was having issues with that. So I started researching what are some ways that I can get this better. And, you know, it said, you know, taking a, a 30 minute walk a day or something like that, do that. And then, you know, eat more leafy greens and beets and things like that. So for breakfast, you know, I had today, I had a, uh, a, a bowl of um, raisin bran with uh, coconut milk. And then for lunch, I had a salad, you know, and I feel a lot more energetic than I ever did it, using a bang energy drink. You know, I, I don't feel jittery. It just feels I'm awake, you know, and I'm ready to do something. Yeah, it's more of like a natural energy that you your body will create it. That's for sure. And yes, just, you got to put the right stuff in there to I know I'm not the best. You know, I, I need to stricken up my diet a little bit and I'd, I'd have more energy, which I don't know if that's good for everybody else. So <laughs> I, I pretty, I'm pretty high octane once I start get you know, once I get the ball rolling and stuff and people are like, well, you just calm down. I'm like, this is calm. And they're like, oh man, <laughs> we got, we're going to have a long night. Like, so. But I mean, that means you're the life of the party too, though. Uh, see, that's, we always back in high school and all through college there was guys we hung out with that we tend to make a make a fool of ourselves and the <laughs> saying we always had was somebody's got to make a sacrifice to make the party memorable and <laughs> it, it it is typically me that somebody's like oh you should have seen what Bert did I'm like oh thanks guys like <laughs> slightly embarrassing but at the same time I'm like I did it it was fun like you know and we've got the story to tell. And if it makes everybody laugh later on, I, I don't mind it one bit. So it's a good time. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of how uh, we went down and wrestled in Texas mm -hmm. and we, uh, one of the promoters took us out. We were, we were at a Hooters in Texas and I, I found out that they won't kick you out of Hooters if you're at a large table, but they will put you in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. The, we there, Kelsey Magnolia and I were seeing who could drink the most beers, which uh -oh. if, if you've seen Kelsey, she's, she's a small girl. She's uh -huh. tall, but she's, she's just a small girl. And I'm like, okay. So we made the deal. It was, I had to drink two to every one that she had. And the waitress wasn't getting back to us fast enough. So uh -huh. I just kind of, I kept finding my way to the bar and I come back and she's like, how do you already have a, beer and i was like oh I, I went up to the bar and got one you know i was like I, I didn't think it mattered like i paid cash for it it doesn't throw off the tabs or anything like that like my ticket's going to be good back here and she's like well here's another one i was like okay that's good i'll drink it too just keep them coming and you know we'll have a good time and i went and grabbed another beer from the bar and she the bartender looked at me and she goes yeah like your, your waitress came over and said you just need to get your drinks through her and i was like okay so as I was walking back, I happened to cross paths with her and she, she's like, okay, like uh, my manager just said, we're, we're going to have to, 
put you in time out. Like you've, you can't, you can't keep doing this. I was like, I've never been put in time out at a bar. I was like, you can cut me off. You can kick me out. I was like, I haven't done anything terribly bad at this point. Like I'm right. just, I'm having a good time and making jokes. And then she came over later and I don't know. She, she knew we were wrestlers. Cause I think it got brought up. I might've been the one that brought it up to her at that point. I've had a handful of the tall drinks in me and Mm-hmm. I looked at her. I just kind of looked over at her and I was like, you know, I wear, I wear short shorts when I wrestle. I was like, I'd actually probably look better in your shorts than you do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was when the headsman put me in a headlock and escorted me out the door. And I made sure I sold it. So he looked really tough to everybody <laughs> as we were leaving. But that is, that line is stuck with me of they'll, we'll walk into somewhere and there'll be somebody in spandex and they're like, well, Bert, are you going to tell them that you look better in their pants? And I was like, well, I mean, I probably do, but I don't want to be arrogant tonight. So <laughs> ask you after a few more beers, right? Yeah, that's we'll we'll keep drinking the beers and see what happens. So, <laughs> so one thing I did want to talk to you about is uh, Judy Azul. Um, I know oh, yeah. that she um, does a lot of stuff with you guys as well. I've seen her post the, the PXWW on her page as well. And in uh, the first time I got to see you, she was there as well. And they mm-hmm. kind of put you in an unfair match against her. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, uh, there's a good backstory to all of that. And mm-hmm. she was booked, she was actually booked on the show. Right. Uh, the woman she was supposed to wrestle ended up backing out, nice. and she needed to find somebody. You know, they they gave her the option of if she could find somebody. That was only her third match ever. Oh wow! So okay, that was so. It was her trying to find somebody that she knew and trusted that you know we could go down and you know make sure she had a good match and keep her healthy, keep her safe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I got the weekend off. Like, let's go. We'll make a great time of this. And Chris, Chris gave us a story that he wanted to tell and. I mean, we were going to have fun with it. We had a lot of long-term plans with it and it was a good time. We went out, you know, nobody, nobody in the back. I mean, I think that was, that was still early. I think that night when I wrestled Justin, that was my 10th match. So we're, we were both really, really green, like dark shades of green. We're not even light shades of green yet. (laughs) (laughs) And we went out. Yeah. And wanted to sell it as uh, I came down here, you know, cause I walked in and Chris was like, Oh, wow. It's the first time he met me in person. He's like, yep, you look like a wrestler. We're going to do some fun stuff with you. Like you're going to have a great time. I was like, all right, sounds good. Like, mm-hmm. and I got to go out and, you know, basically say, you know, I hyped the promotion up of, you know, you should do. And I was like, I came down here to wrestle the best of the best. And all of a sudden they sent, sent a woman out. And I was like, well, this, I'm a, <laughs> this goes against everything in my morals. Like I'm, you know, of course we're in Arkansas is having fun. You know, right. I was spelling out the shirt for those that couldn't read it. <laughs> and we were having a, we were having a great time with it. And we had, we had a pretty good match for, for what we, what we were doing. And it told a good story. So, yeah. So there's actually a funny story about that, that happened outside the ring that you didn't probably get to see. Um, because you know, oh. you were doing the match and everything. So the guy who was sitting next to me at that show, 
I, I don't think he watches wrestling regularly. I, I He saw a poster somewhere. It was a free show. So he saw a poster yeah. somewhere and came to the show. Uh, he As soon as he came and sat down beside me, he said, I hope you're ready for this because I, I, I don't like good guys. I only like the bad guys and stuff. <laughs> so we're sitting there, you know, through the show. Every once in a while, he'll, you know, cheer for a bad guy or something like that. Last match comes up, which was you and Justin Lee. And mm-hmm. Justin is doing his entrance and stuff. And this guy has his bag of popcorn there. And as soon as Justin gets in front of us, the guy starts booing and throws the popcorn in Justin's face. Oh. Yeah. And then, so, you know, Justin, you know, selling it because he was the baby face that night and everything. And he's like, uh, you know, there's always one in the crowd. And so he gets in the ring and all that. Well, as soon as the match starts, that guy gets up and leaves. He didn't even stick around (laughs) to see the final match. He just threw the popcorn (laughs) in his face and left. And I was like, okay, that's a little strange, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, they, he, he missed a good show. That's, I feel like, I mean, Justin and I had a pretty good match. He, he helped me tremendously. He taught me a lot that night on, you know, what it means to be a professional and especially what it means to be a champion. So right. uh, I still, I talk to Justin quite a bit yeah. of, you know, I want to go down, I want to get down to Tulsa and train with him. And it's just trying to find that, that good time I've got to, it's, it's a, I think it's three or four hours for me, which isn't too it's bad. It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's nothing at this point in time. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll travel. It's just getting back. I need to get a Friday off so I can go down there and, you know, you never know. You're, yep. You can learn so much from so many other people. And he's got a good class down there that he's training. I know I see stuff on it all the time. And I just, I, I got to get down there at some point in time and train with them. I am but, a huge Justin Lee fan. Uh, I Ever since I had him on my show and I saw him in my very first ever uh, indie wrestling show that I went to, he was on the show and uh, had him on here. I've talked to him multiple times big fan of his and just watching some of the videos that he posts explaining how to do certain moves and things like that. You see it on his Instagram and things like that. And he's a wealth of knowledge and he explains things to where even somebody like me who isn't a wrestler can understand how to properly do something like that. Oh yeah. So, and that's what I know we talked through, you know, quite a bit of stuff in our match and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you don't want to talk too much because you get too many ideas in your head, but I was like, I need them right now. Like I need, you know, let's get, you know, our big point a to big point B. I was like, I can, I can work on filling the gaps in, you know, we'll be able to talk. And for, I mean, he called that match that I had with him Mm -hmm. and which, you know, Niles tells us all the time. It's, it's hard to call matches to face, you know, it's when you're on, when you're that guy, it's, and he's had us do drills and, you go through it and you're like, geez, this is impossible to do. Like, how do you do this? And I mean, Justin carried, carried that thing through, yeah. you know, and made it, made yeah. it as good as it, as it could be and worked with me on, you know, what I knew. And it was, it was great. I learned a ton from it. And yeah, like you were saying, I, I watch his videos and stuff that he posts and I pick up stuff from that and try to kind of sprinkle it into stuff that I do and yeah. just keep growing and learning. For sure. I'm really enjoying the the storyline and stuff they have going on with him and Alex Royal too. 
uh, it's very entertaining stuff, you know, and I can't wait to see how that culminates and how that ends and everything as well. Yeah. See, and that's what I, they kind of blame me. There's guys on uh, some of the fans that were down there at that crown show. And Uh I feel like that, that may have been the last time somebody saw Justin wrestle as a good guy. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's heel turned on everybody since Burt Cameron beat him. (laughs) (laughs) You face Burt Cameron and you're never the same again. Oh yeah. That's I'm trying, I've got my Oklahoma license and Uh I've talked to like those guys about coming down there and I, of course. Yeah. There's some fun stuff I'd like to do, but of course it's whatever they want us to do. And I, my plans are going to be pretty busy with mid state. So I'm not sure when I'll get down there, but for sure over the summer, Mm-hmm. I, I plan on making some trips down to Oklahoma and doing some wrestling down there. Awesome. It, it sounds like they, it sounds like Oklahoma needs saved is what, <laughs> is what I keep seeing everything. And what is it that he says? And, Make Oklahoma wrestling great again. Yeah. Even yeah. if it takes some out of state talent, I'll, I'll, I'll contribute to the cause, I guess is what, what we'll go with. <laughs> but, so, who would you say are some of your inspirations for the Burt Cameron character, like the attitude that you bring out and things like that? Oh man. Uh, the attitude is, is really just me turned up. All <laughs> As, right. I mean, I've watched, I've always been a fan of, you know, the trash talkers mm-hmm. and in all sports, I was big Deion Sanders fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens is one of my favorites to watch. Um, they're just guys like that, that, you know, they, they would talk about it and then they talk about it on the field and you're just like, Oh man, look at these guys. Like I try to find some of that fire, uh, Ray Lewis, somebody that I watch a lot. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to, you know, you want to find some inspiration to, before you cut a promo, watch, watch Ray Lewis YouTube videos. And like, they just get me jacked up, ready to go. And I just kind of carry that through. I've had it always been a little bit of a trash talker i mean yeah. i've watched wrestling since i want to say 95 is the first time i watched it mm-hmm. so you know and growing up in the attitude era with you know austin rock and all those guys jericho's a big one to watch that you know they could do anything and everything and they just always had something to say that kept going um kevin owens of course watching him now yes and just seeing it you know seeing guys like that you know it's you can draw a little bit from everything and just keep building on it. Yeah. What are some of your goals that you have set that you would like to see uh, by the end of this year? Oh, that's a good one. Just keep getting better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's I've my character work. I've been complimented on that uh, numerous times that, you know, I, I know there's fine tuning that I can do to make that better, but from, just the wrestling aspect of I've been watching this whole week. I've been watching 1985 NWA, like WCW stuff building up. Okay. And it's good stuff. Like I'm just trying. Oh yeah. Like, and we were watching it and I'm just like, man, the crowd's into this the whole time. Like yeah. constant roars from the crowd. I'm like, that's, that's missing. Like, I don't even remember attitude era being that loud. Like these people are fully invested and care that, you know, this is life right now, you know, flair and roads for life. And the winner of that match dictated everything. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it's just been, it's been fun to sit there and like, see those things. And I'm like, I kind of want to put some of that stuff in it's simple stuff, but right. you know, you do it and you sell it right. And it's going to get over. Cause nobody's really doing that stuff right now. Right. Everybody wants to go out, you know, they want to go out and I get it. If you know, you want to go out and do flips and you know, all these big spots and high moves and, you know, but then the payoff is it doesn't lead to a victory right there. Like, why'd you do it? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll slow build my stuff. I've, I've got a handful of wins, which those don't even matter to me. It's, it is what it is. I've, I got a good story. It ties together. I'll tell you later of, I actually, I tried to argue my way into losing a match with a promoter. I was like, I don't want to win. Like I'm, I'm here to lose. Like I'm building sympathy and people are trying to care about me. And I was like, I keep, I keep losing. It's working. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta be the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> like, like you literally came up to me and said, I'm not happy. I'm winning. Like everybody wants to win. I was like, Nope, no, I, I really don't care. I just want to go out and put on a good show. Like I, I can do a good job and still be a loser. Like, and people are going to build, you know, cause I, I've been at mid States. I've lost a handful of matches, you know, from uh, just cheap shots and everything else. And mm -hmm. like fans will come up to me and they're like, we thought, we thought you were going to win. Like you had them. And then, you know, like Tim Rockwell low blowed me and that's how, you know, and then, you know, drops me, gets the one, two, three. And it's like, well, yeah, he, he kicked me between the legs. You know, I got <laughs> cheated. Like I, I don't cheat, you know, and when I'm running face, I'm like, I have morals. I can't, I can't drop down to that level. Like I can be better than that. And right. I'm just like, I, I keep getting, if I keep getting losses, it's like, I'm still getting over because people are coming up to me after the show going, Oh, we thought you would win. You know, we, we were cheering for you. We thought you had it. And I'm like, let's keep losing. Like, it's going <laughs> to be great. I, I could go Owen, I could go Owen 10 and build that sympathy. And that one win is going to be, they're going to remember that a lot more than sitting there watching me win 10 times in a row. Right. So, well, okay. Just, so there was a character in ECW and mm -hmm. I think they only taught him how to sell. They didn't, and, and how to bump, you know, they didn't teach him any offensive moves at all. <laughs> and he was so over with the crowd. You know, they were just waiting for him to get that first win because they would just beat the mess out of the dude. And that was it, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, 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 it's cool how, you know, people like to root for the for the underdog sometimes. And I'm not saying that you're an underdog character. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, no, but... it is. That's I want to be the underdog character. That's OK. I mean, you know, you look you look at the great stories. It's you know, that's wrestling is a simple story when it's told it's David versus Goliath. It's yes. You know, you get the giants that fight each other, but you know, the best wrestling stories are typically, you know, the underdog coming through and finding a way, you know, through all the adversity to overcome the odds. And, you know, Daniel Bryan yep. and Triple H, that story, all, mm -hmm. you know, WrestleMania 30 is probably one of the best told stories, you know, in recent history, anyways. Right. That it got you caring and you wanted to see him, you know, and they'd tease it and then they'd take it away and just all that. And I'm like, Mm, see you know you don't you don't have to win you can you know if you're if you're worried about wins and losses probably in the wrong business like right. you know you're it's you got the story you could yeah it's all about the story and yep. telling that good story of you know but it's it's so much fun to do 
and mm-hmm. the storytelling is by far probably the most fun mm-hmm. because you get you get people emotionally involved and you just start pulling at the heartstrings a little bit different. It's it's fun to do as a heel. Um, my quick wits tend to help that. So I know I made I made a lot of people mad at West Fork. Um, Justin gave me a good compliment. Justin gave me a good compliment. He's like working with you is he was easy. He goes, I didn't have to try to get them to hate you. They they just hate you. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, and one thing about that too is. Justin was very well loved in the area too. Um, oh yeah. He's, he's been around for a minute, you know, and he, uh, he's always the one who gets the crowd interacting. He has that, uh, the drop kick where he does the, uh, calling the, call the hogs. Yes. Yep. And, uh, stuff like that gets the crowd involved and crowd involvement is so big when it comes to what you guys do. Oh yeah. And see, I'm used to being the fan that's, just out there talking trash, trying to think of, you know, something that's different to get, to get your attention. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been told I suck at sports my whole life by (laughs) opposing fans. Like you, you get used to it when someone yells, Hey, you suck. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've heard that one. Like, so be creative with it. I know. Um, (laughs) you know, and like, so at West Fork, it was easy. Like, uh, Arkansas lost. I think it was LSU beat them like 41 to 10 that day. Uh So I was like, okay, easy cheap heat go out. You know, I, all I had to do was say the score. I didn't have to say your team lost. You know, I pointed at some guy said, how'd they do today? Probably 41 to 10 and just, Oh, (laughs) like, you know, it just, it's cheap heat, but that only carries you so far. Like, right. it gets it gets some reactions out of people. And as I was walking around, I know Judy watches her stuff nonstop. You yeah, nonstop just and it's not because she's just film study at that point of trying to look and see, okay, I can get better at this, better at this. And yeah. there's been people that comment on it. They're like, You shouldn't watch your matches. Like she's like, No, I just want to see how I did. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not beating myself up on it. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, keep doing it then. You're you're fine. Like and <laughs> So we've watched that match a handful of times and Mm -hmm. I always laugh because the angle that we have a video from there's, there's an old, there's a old man in the crowd, bald guy with a hat on. Uh And he was trying to, he was trying to talk about my hair. And I was like, no, 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 no. And like, I'm in the corner and I'm pointing at him. I said, and the exact words were, why don't you take your hat off old man? I'll rub that magic eight ball and I'll tell you the winner of this match. And <laughs> that's good. That, well, at that point it got everybody around him mad Yeah, and he didn't really, he didn't have anything to come back with it on because he's not used to somebody. He's probably just used to somebody saying, well, you suck. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So as I was sitting there looking at it, the crowd's already at that, like that whole side's mad at me for saying that. Mm-hmm. and there you know there's a couple people of course like your middle school kids are gonna laugh at it, like oh yeah you're talking trash to him and right. i realized that that guy i don't he looked like he might have been just a little bit cross-eyed so <laughs> so i naturally keep talking trash because that's what they're paying me to do at this point right so i i do a little two-step and i line myself up in the middle with him in the, like he had perfect middle of the ring seat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here, let, let me line up. So both of those eyes can see me. <laughs> and at that point, the at that point, the crowd hated me. 
Yeah. So they're just like, you know, this guy needs to get just beat down. Like he's picking on this bald cross-eyed guy in the crowd. Yeah. Like, oh, it, <laughs> yeah. So That's at that point, stuff. I was like, I've, oh, yeah. And I just, I was like, nobody plans those things. I was like, I just, you know, I can't. If I could play in a cross-eyed guy in a crowd every time, I mean, I I would probably try to at that point. But it'd get old. It was funny in the moment. Right. It made everybody mad. And a couple people probably laughed at it. But then they're like, I shouldn't laugh at this because I'm sitting close to that guy. Like, uh, it was so much fun, though. I, I'm pretty sure I was one of the ones that laughed at it. <laughs> I, I actually, because you're talking about the West Fork show, and I remember you talking to the guy, and I remember the mm-hmm. the, the comment about the "let me uh, rub your bald head and uh, see uh, the yeah. outcome of this match." I remember that line. I was like, "That's good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just natural. Of, I mean, you take take your surroundings. I know down in Texas, I had some kid. He told me he's like, you know, your your parents don't love you, or your mom doesn't love you, and like we were in like an eight man tag and I'm just chilling on the side, like waiting to get tagged in. And I just, I turned back and I was like, listen, kid, I was like, it doesn't matter if my mom loves me, if it's your mom loves me. And she's sitting right there with her husband and she just starts dying and laughing. And then this kid's like terrified. Cause I'm like pointing at him and stuff. And I'm like, ah, like, and then after the show we ended up, I, of course I put my hair back up into a bun, put my glasses on. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. And, uh-huh. Uh, I think he was, they were sitting there talking to Kelsey cause she was super baby face down there. And, you know, he's talking to her and all this stuff. And all of a sudden his older sister, I mean, this kid was probably seven or eight. His sister's probably 10. Like she realizes who I am. And she's like, cause this kid's like trying to talk to me too. And I'm like, Oh, and she's like, that's Mr. Speedo. That was the guy in the blue Speedo. And he's like, Oh, like, I'm sorry for talking about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And now he's backtracking. Wait a minute. We're cool now, yeah. right? You're up close. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. now that you're standing here, this is a different story. And I'm like, Oh, you're a good kid. Like we, yeah. we had a great time. Hell we were at a fair. So it was even better. That's but, cool. Yeah. So many fun times and it's yeah. just, it's early in the career still. So. I am definitely excited to see where you go with this, because like I said, your character development that you have um, is really great. Uh, You stuck out uh, on that show uh, far above most of uh, some of the other ones that were there. You know, I, I I enjoyed the show as a whole, but yours was probably one of my favorites that was there. Um, I was glad that you got to wrestle uh, Justin in that match too, because uh, you know, he's, he's a great guy. And I actually was able to come early and before anybody else got there and they let me in the door and all that stuff and me that was my wife's first independent wrestling show ever by the way uh, uh, okay do- yeah it was my daughter's second independent wrestling show so you know it was a lot of fun but i when i got there we sat down in our seats and you and justin were in the ring going over your match and everything okay. and so it was really cool to kind of see cuz i don't get to see that side of it very often but you know yeah. i i kind of got to see well okay uh, maybe we'll do this or you know and then you come over here and we'll do this you know and it was really cool and interesting to be able to see that side of it yeah and and that would have been one that that was a lot of maybe we could do this and this and this i think we had to have probably 25 or 30 things 
that he was like just planting seeds. Right. And I was like, okay. I'm like, it's in my head. I'm running it through, trying to visualize it. And uh-huh. Okay. It's there. Like I, I'll hold you. And we'll go through it. And you know, just, just tell me when and where, and I'll do it. Like we're, yeah. we'll be good. Like I'm a lot better at knowing how to get beat up in this <laughs> business than I am. Like there's been times we'll do stuff and I'm like, I forget like three or four things of what I'm planning on doing. And I'm like, uh, just go to your stuff. Like go back to beating me up. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess that, that can be one of my goals is get better at my offense. So. Gotcha. So uh, do you have any hobbies outside of wrestling? Um, I've done a little bit of everything. I mean, anymore, it's just been working out wrestling and work. Yeah. Um, I've got a pretty cool slot car track. So like the cars, you pull the triggers and yeah. make them go around. Um, That's cool. I always wanted one. I always wanted one when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of money on, I, I accidentally bought the wrong size. I wanted like the little HO cars and I didn't read. I was just excited, like a little kid with money. And I was like, let's buy this. And like <laughs> they're one third. They're one thirty-second scale cars, which are about the size of an adult hand. Oh, yeah, that's bigger than they're yeah. super. Yes, they're but there's so much detail in them, and, and like I've got a DeLorean from Back to the Future, and it oh, lights cool. up and everything else, and it's yeah. I I had to take it all down so the the roommate can move in and. But it's, I think it table that I built for it was six foot by 11 foot. Oh, nice. And, which, yeah. Um, it's, I know I've, I've got a picture of it. I can, I could send to you. And I know it's on Facebook somewhere along there. Of, I used to, every Christmas, I'd build a track around the Christmas tree. So that way I could do that instead of a train. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, I stay pretty busy, family. Yeah. Uh, grandparents and dad they've got a bunch of rental property everything else and try to help them when i can on that stuff uh typically in the summer i mow a bunch of yards for them so mm-hmm. we're a very work first family it's the That's best good. way to put it keeps them busy it's done a fairly good job of keeping me out of trouble so let's good but, yeah anything to keep you out of trouble yeah <laughs> So I've got just a few more questions for you before I get you off of here. Um, Okay. So what do you do to kind of uh, prepare yourself for a match? Um, I mean, really it's a lot of the talking. I think Mm -hmm. of just going through at that point of who you're working, what, what the promoter is going to want, you know, long-term wise, everything to me, you know, your next show starts the day after your last show. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I make it a point of any time after I do a show, I, I hit the gym the next day. That's my favorite day. Like everybody else is like, Oh, I need a day to relax. And I traveled and all this stuff. And I'm like, Nope. Like I I get back, I hit the gym and I'm, I'm preparing for the next thing. Yeah. And that way I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, Really just, it's finding out, you know, once you're there and you're talking to whoever your opponent is of what they're good at to me, you know, I, I feel confident that when I walk out, I'm going to look fairly good Mm -hmm. and I'll be able to carry myself and tell my story. So 
I'm, I'm fine with, you know, getting beat up. Obviously you should be, you know, getting into this business of, you know, and Hey, what can you do? And I know the last show we were at there, guy wanted to do this like rolling deal where he rolls up, picks me up and I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> let's go over this a couple times just to make sure, you know, you can pick me up and cause he's a little bit smaller than I was. And I was like, I know you're strong. Like I can look at you. You're strong. Yeah. But the, the momentum and everything else is like, I also want to make sure, you know, I don't want to be halfway up and all of a sudden you drop me on my head and right. you know, I don't get it. I don't get to do this cause something's stupid of, right. you know, and I, I feel like protect those, yourself. Oh yeah. And those steps are probably, the most critical ones, you know, right before the show, tuning everything in and getting ready to go out and make people happy. So, yeah. You say you go to the gym a lot. What is your oh, yeah. focus music? What kind of music do you listen to to stay focused at the gym? Uh, I switch it up. I, I listen to a little bit of everything. And uh-huh. uh, on my, on my days that I want to go big and heavy is going to throw, it throws everybody off. But there's a, a good backstory to it of why. Okay. And my he- my heavy lifting music is The Temptations. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> back back when I was in high school, we had a five disc CD changer. Mm-hmm. And I can I can tell you that two of the CDs that were stuck in there was the Going South album that was like just a mix of random southern rock songs uh-huh. in which it uh, keep your hands to yourselves by the Georgia satellites is one of those songs I could lift to and just be like, I, I was in a mental state of like, let's go lift and be, you know, be big. We're doing this for sports. Yeah. And so that's one that like, I'll chuckle whenever it comes on. I'm like, this is like, I can lift to this, but the other CD that was stuck in there was the temptations greatest hits. So, <laughs> like, and of course we go around and, you know, sing to the girls, as we were in there that, you know, they, they were in there cause they had to take a gym class with us at that time. Right. I feel bad for them, but you know, change, the, change the words up to my girl. You can put, if she's got a short name, you can just plug her name in that and it makes them feel special. Yeah. So, but that was, that was the music that we, we had in there. We'd always make sure like if I was doing like hand cleans or my, my, personal choice of what I'm, I'm good at them. I've always been good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pushing 275 right now. Oh, I'm wow. getting okay. those up. So I, I still can't bench that much, but I can, <laughs> I can clean, I can clean 275 and people are like, Holy crap. Like, and I was like, yeah, I'm listening to the temptations while I do it too. Like it just, it gets me, it gets me going of just, it kind of calms me down kind yeah. of that calm before the storm and you just go in and hit your reps and call it good. And I know I've taken my headphones off a couple of times and you know, I've working out that early in the morning. There's geez, I think I'm the typically the youngest one in there by probably 30 years. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and they'll, they'll hear my music and they're like, we wouldn't have guessed that. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, we're all listening to the same stuff here. Like they actually might listen to stuff harder than me. <laughs> That's great, man. That's not what I would have expected. Oh yeah. It throws, it throws people off. And we'd always make the joke when we were younger of like going out to the bar, like 
couple of our friends would be like, Oh, I'm sure you're a fighter. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm a good joke. I've, I always like to make them like, I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Like, you know, and I've, I've used that to kind of get myself out of fights. Yeah. Fortunately in my time, but I'd always make jokes with a couple of the guys, like football coaches and stuff. They're like, well, you got my back. If I get into a fight, I'm like, how about we not get into a fight? Like, yeah. let's, you know, be diplomatic about like, it. it. Yeah. I'm like, if you need me to fight you, you need to make sure that the temptations are playing. And they're like, why though? Why would I do that? I was like, I can take it to a whole nother level. Like, you know, you put my girl on and I was like, I'll just, I was like, it just gets the blood flowing for me. So they're like, all right. They're like, we're not going to get into fights with you then. We're just going to leave it be. I was like, all right, that works too. You, You know, that would make it like a great promo of uh you just like cleaning out a bar with that song playing in the background (laughs) it would be yeah but that see that that would give the illusion that i'm a good fighter so i've 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 had too many uh, well i have a problem of wanting people to have a good enough time just like i'm having right so i'm i'm never shy about buying shots or something like that if we're really partying yeah and having a good time and there's been times that I buy, you know, I'll buy, Hey, this group over here, it's doesn't matter guys, girls, but you always get that one guy that's mad yeah. that you're buying shots for his girlfriend or something. And it's like, man, I bought shots for everybody here. Like right. it's not, she's nothing special. Don't worry about it. Which right. then of course that makes them mad. This is that natural heel comes out in me, I guess. <laughs> There's no making them happy at that point though. Yeah. And I've, I've used it before and I'm, I was like, you know, there's been guys I'm, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like, I want you to understand that I'm a lover, not a fighter. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a lot better lover than I am a fighter. And, and if I kick your ass, then what's that going to make her think? <laughs> That's and true. At, That's true. So at that, at that point of our, try to defuse the situation of listen, man, like I don't want to fight you. Like, I don't care to it's, you know, I've got nothing to win out of it. And even if you do kick my ass, I already told you I'm a better lover than a fighter. So, you know, just trying to cover my bases there. It's worked a couple of times. So. So I got two quick fire questions here for you. Um, all right. Who's your favorite wrestler of all times? Probably Chris Jericho. Chris he Jericho. can do it all. That's a great so answer. Just the, uh, the list. Yep. I remember it. I remember the list when I was a kid and then hearing the backstory of, you know, they were in Chicago and they cut to commercial and he just bashed on every sports team he could yeah. and just talked trash to the crowd. And when they come back from commercial, you know, of course I'm, arm I'm bar. at this point watching. <laughs> yeah. Arm bar. And just, and they're throwing stuff in the ring. And like, as a kid, like the illusion, you buy it. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh my God, this guy hasn't shut up the whole time. I'm like, he's me i i I don't shut up like this this is who i need to follow so i i've been a jericho fan since those days Uh, i wish i could do flips and stuff like him i might work on him we'll get the crash pad out and see what happens so (laughs) (laughs) so uh, do you have a dream match that you would like to have i've already wrestled niles Mm-hmm. He beat me. Gordy held my feet down, though. So, oh. uh, yeah. Okay. Dream match? I I don't really like Luke Langley might be up there. Okay. That's a good one. He's just, 
I mean, he's at the top of mid-states, not trying to call any shots. I'm trying to lose at mid-states, but I'm going to build that sympathy. But, I mean, just he he walks in. He looks like a wrestler. Uh, Colton Vaught might be another one on there. Yeah. I would. I, I want him to join men with morals. That's what I'm really trying to – I'm going to pitch that one later on down the line. That would be cool. I've also – I've also told him he can't steal my gimmick because he actually lives the gimmick. So that yeah. guy, just a phenomenal person all the way around. Yeah. Just I, tr- I try to match that energy, and I think I'm going to have to drink more Red Bull. That guy. <laughs> he, we we are definitely we're we're one in the same at certain things, but I he's definitely a good inspiration of what to do to get better. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I definitely he's one that I would like to get on uh, the show this year. So um, he, oh yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Just all around great guy, great athlete. Yeah, you just watch him and everybody down there. You know, Springfield Harrison just loves him. Yeah. So that's that's what trying to build that, trying to trying to get the sympathy from him first. So right. So if people want to follow you, how can they do that? Um, I've got a Facebook page and mm-hmm. that is Burt Cameron. And then I have my Instagram, which is Burt Cameron wrestles. And then, or if you go to the men with morals, PW, you know, uh, it links it both. I know Ernie and I've got our stuff on there where you can follow both of us separately. Right. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah, that's where um, hashtag men with morals. You can find us out there. I think that's, there's us and a nonprofit charity. And I, I think we post more stuff than them. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. And one last thing. Uh, do you have anything that maybe you would like to say to your fans before I get off, uh, get you off of here? Uh, I appreciate everything. Uh, they're, they're more than fans. They're, they're the moral supporters of mm-hmm. men with morals. And I, I make sure that they know that every time they come up and talk to me, any anything they say it's you know there it takes a lot of them you know to keep us going and we're thankful right. for every one of them that we gain along the way all right well it has been wonderful talking to you i uh, can't wait to see what happens next with you and uh hopefully i'll get to see you wrestle again here pretty soon all right sounds good all right you have a good night all right thank you you too right, bye hey everyone this is brian ferguson If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of When This Microphone Hits My Mouth, you, well, 
you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Burt Cameron. He was a lot of fun to talk to. I enjoyed having him on. I look forward to seeing what happens with him in the future, and I'm definitely going to have to have him come back on the show again at a later date. So um, I have a few episodes that are coming up here soon that I'm pretty excited about, but the next one that you'll be able to hear is the one with uh, Tommy Dean. It will be my next week's episode. We kind of get into a bunch of different things. We talk about his favorite matches. We talk about how he got the scar on the back of his head. Uh, We talk about all kinds of uh, great things, and uh, we talk about video games. We kind of get into that a little bit, and it's a lot of fun to talk with him as well. So I hope that you guys enjoy next week's episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, go rate it and review it and let me know what you guys thought of this episode. If you liked it, go give me a star rating on Spotify or, you know, wherever it is that you're listening. Go and tell me how I'm doing. Tell me if you like it. Um, if you want to be able to keep up with the show and know what's going on with it, you can always follow me on social media. I'm all over the place. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Hive. I'm just pretty much just about everywhere that you can think of to find a social media page for a podcast. So if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do so by following me at IYGADAP. Um, that's the acronym for if you give a data podcast, or you can just go and search for if you give a data podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Google. I'm probably the first 10 or 15 results that you find on Google. Just go and type in, if you give a data podcast, that'll get you to all my social media pages. And plus pretty much everywhere that you can find my podcast. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so my Instagram handle is give a data podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and hive. They're both the same. And that's at dad podcast one, one. I update those every single time that I update anything. It's pretty regular. So yeah, go out there and follow me on those. That way you can stay up to date with everything that's going on with the show. Um, if you want to send me an email, you can do so um, as well. I have an email address dedicated just to you guys and what you um, want to hear. Um, send me a line on there. Let me know what you guys want to hear. My email address is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. It's always a lot of fun. When I do, it brings a big smile to my face. I've got some cool things that are coming up. And I can't wait for you guys to hear about them. I'll probably be announcing them on social media within the next few weeks. So just stay tuned and you will see all kinds of great things that are coming up. I'm going to be doing some 
episodes with other podcasts. I'm going to be um, co-hosting shows with other podcasts and things like that. So, you know, just make sure that you stay um, in the know with everything that's going on and stay plugged into what I have going on on social media. That way you know where to find what's going on next with If You Give a Dad a Podcast. I also want to give a shout out to my podcast network, the OIW Podcast Network. They uh, have all kinds of great shows that you can find on there, and I just want to tell them thank you for allowing me to be a part of them. If you want to find any kind of wrestling show or uh, movie show or video game show or anything like that, you can go over to the OIW Podcast Network and find all kinds of great stuff there. So go ahead and make sure you give them a look. Um, I will have links to their stuff in my show notes, so you can find them there. also want to give a shout-out to D-Cure for my ending theme song that I have on this show now. He was nice enough and awesome enough to create that for me, and he's coming out with all kinds of great music. His newest album, Janky, just came out yesterday as I'm recording this. So go out and check out his most recent album, He always does a great job. He never misses when it comes to his music. So go out there, check out his stuff, and, uh, you know, follow him too. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.